Hello, and welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. With me on the podcast today is Matt Cohen, founder of KidFresh. Launched in 2007, KidFresh takes children's favorite foods, like spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, and chicken nuggets, and adds a nutritious twist to them. But that's not all. Not only are they more nutritious, they're also more convenient, a huge plus for busy parents. Join Matt and I as we talk about the reason KidFresh was launched, why creating better-for-you foods for children has been a struggle, and how he managed to find the perfect formula for good tasting and good-for-you frozen food products. And we cap things off talking about what trends Matt is seeing in both the children's nutrition sector as well as in frozen foods. Enjoy the episode! Matt, I am so excited. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I really want to dig in, roll up my sleeves, and let's get started by talking a little bit about you. Tell me um, about you, your background, and most importantly, about KidFresh. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, Very excited to be on the show. Uh, My name is Matt Cohen. I'm the co-founder of KidFresh, and uh, KidFresh has become the number one uh, better-for-you frozen foods for kids in the U.S. KidFresh started in 2007, first as a retail store in Manhattan, and evolved into a frozen food brand starting in 2010. Quick note about myself, I was born and raised in France, so bonjour everyone who's listening to the show. Um, and uh, I'm a French and American. Uh, I've been in the U.S. for over 26 years now. And uh, yeah, KidFresh has been my uh, entrepreneurial life for the past, uh, I would say, almost 15 years now. I think you might be the first guest we've had that has introduced some international flair and some internationality to uh, some language, something other than English, into uh, an episode. So only took us a couple of seasons, but here we are. I expect big things for our uh, third season now. So <laughs> tell me, where did the idea for Kid Fresh come from? It really came from uh, you know, me being uh, blessed with a son and later with a daughter, so be, really becoming a parent. Um, and experiencing, you know, what, what the kids' food market was um, in the U.S. as a parent. Um, particularly, um, one event really sort of triggered um, the whole chain of events um, that led to the creation of KidFresh. It was, it was one of these crazy mornings uh, when the kids are running around and... Uh, you know, don't want to get dressed and, uh, you know, making fun of you and just driving you nuts, right? Uh, and it's like, you know, 7, let's say 7.23 a.m. and we're about to leave and, and, um, and I'm about to take them to school. And then, uh, you know, my son looks at me and say, hey, Dad, you forgot the lunchbox. And I'm like, damn, I forgot the damn lunchbox. 
And I was like, so now I need to like at 7.23, like in the middle of this crazy situation, I have to prepare a lunchbox with, you know, sandwich and the side and the drink and this and that. I'm like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. So, uh, lo and behold, obviously the kids got fed and, and, and had their, their food for lunch. But then, you know, uh, as my partner and I were, you know, talking about, you know, ideas for, you know, launching a business, you know, I came to that sort of brainstorming session that morning. I'm like, here's what happened to me this morning. This is nuts. You know, you can have your coffee at Starbucks. You can have your uh, sandwiches everywhere you want ready to go. You have all your prepared food for adults ready to go from Whole Foods to all the, you know, the delis and stores around, around the country. But for kids, you like, you need to go in the trenches and, you know, prepare it yourself. It doesn't make any sense. Let's explore that, I, that opportunity. And that's really how it started. You raise a really good point there about all of the things that you can get quickly. So I'm curious, from your point of view, why did it seem like the kids' nutrition space was lacking in good-for-you foods? I, I think it's, um, I, I see two, two reasons, you know, one, you know, the, the, the demand for better for you foods in general uh, in the U.S. Was, was really emerging and has really emerged, let's say, in the past 20, 25 years. You know, before that, there was less of a demand in general. I'm, I'm not talking about kids' food here. I'm talking about, you know, natural and organic in general, right? So in general, again, you know, people were less concerned about that. And as it relates to kids' food in particular, you know, the product offered to consumers uh, were generally junk food uh, because for kids, you know, it, you know, you just put sugar in a box and you put a cartoon character on the box and you're going to sell it. So really, why bother doing quality food when, you know, the industry can just sell, you know, its processed food for kids um, with very basic ingredients, uh, certainly many artificial ingredients, sugar, and cartoon characters. So as the uh, adult population evolved towards better for you foods and on natural and organic foods, then as they became adults and, and parents, they started to want the same thing for their own kids. And that's really when we started fresh pretty much I think at that time about 15 years ago or so what would you say is the most important thing to parents these days when it comes to their children's nutrition so I think the most important thing for all parents is that the, the, the children will eat the food that's where it starts nutrition or no nutrition kids need to eat their food and so you know that's the the daily struggle for parents um, to have their children, you know, eat their, their meal. That being addressed, then the second aspect is nutrition, right? Meaning I want my, my children to eat food, but I want them to eat good food. Uh, and that's where the art and the science come into play because children will not eat something that is, you know, better for them. Uh, but, does, but that doesn't taste good for them. As parents, as adults, 
you know, you would eat, you know, something that is not necessarily um, great, like, you know, I don't know, I'm thinking about like a protein bar, for instance, right? You're going to eat that. It's not necessarily great in terms of taste and texture, but, you know, you know, it's going to do the job from a nutrition standpoint, and so you're willing to do it. Kids, they don't think that way. So for parents, uh, question number one is I want my children to finish their meal, to eat their food. And number two, I want this food to be natural, organic, uh, and nutritious, balanced, um, with less sodium, less fat, no sugar, more protein, um, and the right sort of calorie count. So that's, these are the two priorities I think parents have as it relates to food. The third one that I would add would be convenience in the sense that, you know, with all, we're all living, you know, crazy lives. I was referring to the lunchbox episode earlier, uh, but the same happens at the dinner table. You know, we, we need some form of convenience and, and help so that uh, uh, there's a, a solution available for parents. It would seem that you have had a lot of exposure to trends in the kids' nutrition and food space because of KidFresh. What trends have captured your attention most? Really, the, 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 the move towards better for you, natural and organic, nutritious foods for kids. I mean, this trend, again, started about 15 years ago or so, and it's been steady and there's no turning back. Uh, you know, once you have experienced solutions that are natural and organic and healthy for kids and the kids will eat them, you're not going to go back to junk food, right? Uh, that's uh, a fundamental trend uh, that is having rippling effects uh, not only in, in supermarkets and CPG companies, but also in what uh, restaurants offer uh, in their kids' menu or what you find in, in, in school cafeterias, for instance, with more vegetables, with more, um, you know, um, natural and organic proteins, and so on and so forth. That's a major trend um, which, you know, is, is continuing, is accelerating as new generations of parents uh, come to the market and are looking for these types of products. So being in both the children's nutrition space in the frozen food categories. I'm curious what trends you've noticed in the frozen food space. Um, so, you know, again, in that context of, you know, better for you, right? Um, what you see in frozen these days is completely different than what you could find, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, you're looking at, at products now that are, you know, in general, not talking about kids' food, but in general, that are much more elaborate, you know, uh, dishes that are much more sophisticated um, with, again, ingredient quality that has gone, you know, uh, up and up and up uh, with, with even some premium frozen offerings uh, that you didn't have, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And again, maybe that's part of also of, of my background, you know, having, you know, been raised uh, in France. You know, in France, frozen food never had that uh, stigma of process and junk. You, you could find great products, high-quality products in the frozen food aisle in France. And so that's why, in a way, when we um, um, launched KidFresh in Frozen, 
you know, we were not that com- we were not uh, concerned about frozen in the U.S. We we were confident that consumers would uh, would start seeing the, the the benefits and the value and the quality of frozen food in the U.S. And it was just a matter of time. So that's been really a, a wonderful thing to see. And uh, again, when you look at frozen food offerings today, you know, from, you know, breakfast items to, you know, uh, entrees, sides, vegetables, fruits, ice creams, the quality today is incredibly superior as what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. This next one is a two-part question. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how the pandemic impacted children and their food consumption. And then the follow-up to that is how have shortages and supply chain issues impacted things? Sure. So I think what we've seen uh, um, at KidFresh is um, a, a growth and an acceleration of our velocities, if you will, our units sold um, you know, per store per week, uh, because you know, obviously, parents and, and, and families spend much much more time at home. So the need for better for you solutions that kids would love, um, you know, was even more important during the pandemic. So much more at home consumption, uh, and in that respect, you know, more frozen, high quality frozen food consumption in general, and for kids as well. Um, what we've seen, though, is a, cha- is, is a trend towards larger pack sizes, you know. So we have, for instance, a, a chicken nugget that comes into, um, you know, um, a 7-ounce box or, you know, a 14-ounce bag, right? And what we saw is that consumers, they're doing less trips, less purchases, but more quantities per purchase. And so the, our, our business has shifted from our individual sort of, you know, seven, eight ounce boxes towards value, you know, family bags uh, of product, 14, 16 ounce of product, uh, which makes sense because people would go less often to the stores or when they would order, they would order online, but you know, less often that they would go to the stores. So they were looking for that, you know, more quantity per purchase um, aspect, and we've seen that with over 41% in growth in our uh, family size business this year. What has the parent response been to the KidFresh products? It's um, loyalty, 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 repeat purchase, repeat purchase, repeat purchase. When parents try KidFresh, 8 out of 10 buy it again, and as they do, they increase the quantity they buy purchase after purchase. Um, and that's for us, you know, uh, an amazing, um, uh, you know, an amazing performance because, uh, you know, it's very hard to uh, build loyalty, right, for brands. And, and for us, quite frankly, uh, it's just a matter of consumers trying the product and once they do, they're hooked. Uh, it's as simple as that. All right, last question for you. Where can people find your products? And perhaps most important question of all, what has been your kids' favorite products 
that Kid Fresh produces? So my kids are the guinea pig, and uh, they try everything. So um, I would say, you know, some of the products they've loved are the, you know, mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. Uh, the chicken meatballs also are just phenomenal. And then the, they've had the chance to taste some of our new items that are coming to market the next year with um, uh, a pasta with a pizza sauce. It's just amazing. And also our, our beef meatballs that are probably the best tasting in the market, even for adults. Um, and where can people find our product? Um, you know, in most retailers nationwide, we're in about 11,000 stores. Uh, so you go to your grocery store in the frozen food aisle, uh, you will find us uh, very likely there, um, you know, from Walmart to Whole Foods, you know, HEB, Publix, you know, Stop and Shop, you know, pretty much everywhere nationwide, uh, Target also. And then um, uh, they can also find us online at the retailer's website. So they can go to Target.com or Amazon or, you know, Walmart.com, so on and so forth, and uh, they can order the product there. Well, now that we're, we are all sufficiently hungry, I wanted to say, Matt, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Food for Thought podcast with me. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.